good, good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that welcome. It was uh, very encouraging. <laughs> no, it's so good to be here this morning. And, uh, you know, what an awesome testimony about how God was just there with Terence. Because, you know, I think Terence said something along the lines of, you know, I don't know how old he is, but I think he said, like, I'm 80, but God's not finished with me yet. And I believe that with all my heart. And what he said was prophetic, do you know what I mean? And I just, there was just this sense when we were putting the prayer like, out in our little uh, WhatsApp groups and stuff. There was just a sense that God was going to do something. So praise God. And, you know, God is still moving today. And uh, he still wants to move and do loads, loads and loads and loads uh, in, this, in this place, in, in Exeter, in Devon. And uh, the, the, today's message is called Jesus, Our Fuel. Now, this series is all about Jesus, and I think there couldn't be a better preaching series, really, could there? Because everything is all about Jesus, and I'm going to move this forward, because this creek really does get on my nerves. (laughs) I can't even concentrate. There you go. So Jesus is our fuel, and uh, he's our everything, and uh, the the key scripture that, that we've got for this is John 20, 22, which says, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to add to that as well, Matthew 3.11. And John said, listen, I'll baptize you with water, but after me it is coming. Someone, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. He's going to baptize you with fire. Who wants to be baptized with fire this morning? We want to see the fire of God, don't we? And uh, the fire, the fuel of Jesus, uh, the fire of God, I believe like he's the same yesterday, today, forevermore. And, and picture the scene, you've got these kind of like unschooled, or, or ordinary men, these disciples, 11 of them. You know, Peter just denied Jesus three times to basically a schoolgirl. You were with Jesus, weren't you? No, I wasn't. No. And do you know what I mean? In their flesh, they're kind of like uh, just uh, ordinary, unschooled. Fire of God hits them and the world gets turned upside down. History has changed, uh, and Israel, the Middle East, that whole area, and the whole world has never been the same again since. And this fire is available for us today. And I love that. I love that, that, that Jesus said to the disciples, he breathed on them, you know, receive the Holy Spirit. But he said to them, listen, I want you guys, when I die, I'm going to rise again. And uh, when Jesus said he's going to die and rise again, when he rose again, that kind of validates everything Jesus said, doesn't it? Because nobody's ever done that in history. Nobody said, you're going to kill me, but I'm going to come back to life, and actually came back to life. You know, let me just tell you, if you're new here this morning, uh, 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 Muhammad is in the grave, Buddha is in the grave, every kind of like person that was anything is in the grave, but the grave of Jesus is empty because Jesus said, you're going to kill me, but death's not going to hold me. And I want you to know he didn't cheat death. He didn't pretend to be dead. He beat death. He destroyed death. And death has no hold over Jesus. And so Jesus said this. He said, listen, when I rise again, I want you to wait in Jerusalem because something's coming. Something very, very exciting. And, and I'll picture these 120, maybe a room this big. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 this many people. And they're praying and they're expecting. And, and, and like, they, were, they were expecting something. But I don't think they were expecting what came in Acts chapter 2. Do you know what I'm saying? Because Acts chapter 2 says that the fire fell in such an amazing way. They were expecting something. I don't know what they were expecting. They're praying. They're waiting. Is this it? I don't know. I can feel something. I've got goosebumps. I think that's come. I think that's the Holy Spirit. Hang on. No, that's a bit of wind. That's last night's Ruby Murray. (laughs) I don't know what they were expecting. But the fire of God fell. 
And it says they spoke in other tongues and they spoke in, other, in, in the languages of, of other people that were there. And the power of God fell. It says there's 3,000 people as a result of that. Peter just denied Jesus to a little girl. Gets up and preaches with boldness and courage. And 3,000 people are saved. The day of Pentecost. God can do that, you know. God can save 3,000 men, 5,000, 6,000 men, women and children in one day. He can do that. You know, all around the world today, people are going to get saved. People are going to give their life to Jesus because on Sunday, as the church, we gather together and celebrate because Jesus is alive. Jesus rose on the first day of the week, the Sunday. That's why we gather on a Sunday. And all across the world today, souls are being saved. Isn't that amazing? I pray that today's souls will be saved in Exeter Riverside as well. You know what I mean? I believe that people here, God has brought you here. uh, And there's a divine appointment. That's five minutes. I'm only in my intro. Where are we? And they weren't expecting that. But Jesus had, was, was going to give them fuel. And he said, wait until you receive the fuel. Because what I've got for you to do is bigger than who you are. It's bigger than your own abilities. Uh, and uh, Jesus promised them. He said, listen, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. And that doesn't mean like Jesus was physically going to uh, uh, walk with them for eternity. Because Jesus is sat at the right hand of Father God right now. And we need him there. You know what I mean? He's interceding for us. We need Jesus there. When you see kind of like uh, uh, the, the, the visions of Jesus in Ezekiel or in Revelation, you know, he, he just glowing and glorious and mighty and strong. And he's, he's on our side. We need Jesus there. But what he was saying is this. And, and he said this later on. He said, like a seed, I have to die. But because I'm going to die like a seed, I'm going to be raised back to life. But, but, but you are going to receive power from on high. So one, Jesus was one man in one town at one point in history. Uh, 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 he could only be in one place at one time. He was one person. But what he was saying is this. I'm going to take the spirit that is on me. I'm going to take my spirit and I'm going to anoint my church. So my church, instead of just being in one place at one time, it's going to be all over the world. So that today the spirit of Jesus is anointing people. The spirit of Jesus is filling us, his church, in, in England, in China, in Africa, in South America, North America, in, in the Middle East, in India. And people are going to receive salvation because Jesus has filled his church. A baptism of fire. He said, listen, after me, someone's going to come and baptize you with fire. I love that. Fire. The fire of Jesus. And Jesus used to say this. He said this all the time. He said, listen, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And when you see the Holy Spirit, you see Jesus. And when you see the church, you should see the Holy Spirit. You, should see, you see this perfect unity that's going on. And so when Jesus said, listen, I'm going to die, come back to life so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will not be somewhere where there's sin and darkness. So I have to die for your sin so that you can be forgiven. I have to come back to life so that you know, you know we've defeated death and you have eternal life. And therefore, since I've made you pure and perfect and holy, my spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, he can fill you. He can live in you. He can be with you forevermore. That's exciting, church. That's really exciting. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus. And the Spirit of Jesus means this, kind of like, we want to be a little bit, this is successful discipleship to me, is that we look a little bit more like Jesus every single year. And the Spirit of Jesus says this, on our own, like it's really hard. You can't do these things on your own. But with the fuel of God, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, with the fire of Jesus, with that fire of the Holy Spirit, you can become like Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus, flowing in our veins, this Holy Spirit anointing. 
And so when people see the church, they see kind of like God at work. When, when the church is kind of like the hands and feet of Jesus. And Jesus the first, uh, uh, and Jesus the son of God, the almighty God who, who incarnate, who left heaven, came to earth to redeem and save mankind in mercy, in grace, in love, in kindness. He rises again. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, when he does this, Jesus, when he does this, he, he, he leaves his church because he has a mission to complete. And he doesn't, he doesn't just kind of like, he didn't come to start a church. He came because he had a mission, which was to save the world. And so he formed a church for his mission. And he anointed his church and he said, I've placed you to be my hands and feet. And Jesus as the first was anointed when he was baptized. Do you remember what happened? If you, if you know this story, if you read the Bible, it says that the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. And Jesus was anointed. And as the head, Jesus is the head of the church. He was anointed first and the anointing flows down from Jesus into his body, the church. And I believe there's fire for us this morning. I believe there's fire for us this morning. And so Jesus said, I'm going to, uh, uh, John said about Jesus, he's going to baptize you with fire. And do you know why the anointing, do you know why we have the anointing of the Holy Spirit? It's not so that we can have good meetings together. It's not so that every Sunday could be freak out Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Every Sunday is like, let's just go crazy and have a freak out time. And everybody, you know, be weird and bark like dogs and all this. Uh, The Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, I will anoint you with power for my eye. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit anointing is so that we could be the witness to Jesus in the world. It's not so we can have little holy parties and little holy freak out times and just kind of like keep it to ourselves and just kind of like, you know, treat it like a drug or whatever. And, uh, but, but the Holy Spirit is given to us as power so that we can be witnesses. He gives us boldness and courage. He anoints us. His anointing is upon us so that we can be effective in our witness. So when we're talking to people about Jesus, the Holy Spirit can give people revelation and conviction. There is miracles. Who believes that God is still healing people today supernaturally? And my, the dream is this, the dream is that the kind of stuff we saw with, with Terry, God healing him, and the, and the kind of stuff we hear about people getting supernaturally healed, I want to hear those testimonies every Sunday, I was at work this week, somebody was really sick, we've laid hands on them, and they got healed in Jesus' name. And then, then people coming to church on a Sunday and saying, listen, I, I didn't know Jesus last week. All I know is I was sick. All I know is I was blind, but now I can see. I believe Jesus is alive. Do you know what I mean? And that's the kind of like normal, kind of like supernatural anointing that I believe is for us. And when I say normal, I mean not to be kind of like crazy cult-like freak out. Let's just, you know, let's just keep this to ourselves, but just to be naturally supernatural. Who's heard of that phrase? Just to be normal people, we love fun, we love life, we love people. You know, we, people can talk to us. We're not in some kind of crazy dimension. We don't float around Tesco, you know. God, lead me to the tin of beans I shall buy next. <laughs> we don't speak, we don't go up to people in the street and go, I have the voice. We're just normal, you know. We're just normal, but we love people and people will pick up on that. And do you know what? Without trying. These signs will follow when we're preaching the gospel. We don't have to kind of like legislate to, 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 for the Holy Spirit to work. We don't have to kind of like make up rules and regulations. And we don't have to kind of like say, right, for the Holy Spirit to move, we need to do this or this or this. We just be the church. You know what I'm saying? Have I explained that? Oh, I know it's like my mind is, sometimes my mind is there, my mouth is here and I need to catch up sometimes. 
So Jesus is like, you will give the, I will give you the Holy Spirit so you'll be my witnesses. The, the disciples still didn't quite understand. Because they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. They were like, they were waiting for Jesus to kind of like be Rambo, who's going to bring his kingdom. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and he was going to defeat the Romans, gun in each hand. And he was going to give them a throne. They wanted their throne. And they're like, Jesus, is, is now the time that you're going to restore the kingdom, i.e. give us a throne, defeat the Romans. And Jesus was like, listen, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm not here to kill people. I'm not here to, to enforce or lord it over people. My kingdom is different. It's a kingdom of love. It's a kingdom of grace and forgiveness and mercy. And the disciples understood this when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit because they received, if you like, the spirit, the heart of Jesus. They, they caught Jesus' heart for people. And so without the Holy Spirit, they're still kind of like not quite there, you know, and... Uh, not quite understanding, and uh, they wanted this kingdom, they want the, the, that Jesus was going to bring, but actually Jesus said, listen, what I'm going to flip, I'm going to turn upside down what you're expecting. I'm going to flip the valleys of the world. The valleys of the world says this, the powerful rule and lord it over. The, the, the great are the ones that, that, that destroy and kill. Actually, this is what Jesus said, the great is the serve, is the service. To be great in the eyes of heaven, we love people, we, 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 we care, we, 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 uh, we, we don't lord it over, but we serve. And it's our destiny, you know, church, Riverside, it's our destiny to, and this is what I love. It says this in Acts, it says that about Paul and the apostles, it said, uh, they were causing a riot. And people were like, the people that made the idols, they were like, these people, they're ruining our business because everyone's turning away from idols to Jesus. And it says this, it says they're creating chaos all over the world. I want to create chaos in Devon. I want to create chaos in Devon. Let's have a freak out in Devon, do you know what I mean? Let's just see people saved uh, and like, like businesses which are, which are dark, like pornography. Let's see pornography go out of business in Devon because people are turning to Jesus, do you know what I mean? And God hasn't called us to perpetuate. To keep something going. We're not called to camp around something. God, this is how God worked 50 years ago. And so if we do the same thing, sing the same songs, do the same style, that's going to work. That's not, God is always moving. And he's always doing something. And, we, and, to, uh, and the key is to stay close to Jesus so that we can always keep moving forward and not perpetuate what's gone on before. And not just copy and camp around something that happened 50 years ago. But to say, God, here we are, ready, do something new in my day. Do you know what I mean? I always used to say this in, when we first started um, repurposing a church in the Midlands. We used to say, listen, there's no brownie points of being stuck in the 70s. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't impress God and it doesn't kind of like, you know, it doesn't say anything in the Bible about singing those songs. There's no brownie points. Like this, this generation today will say there's no brownie points of being stuck in the 90s, won't they? And that just hurts for me. That hurts, you know? <laughs> it's just like I suddenly realized what I was saying to the people back then. It feels like, oh, man. Let's just camp around the 90s. I love the 90s. Look, I still dress like I'm in the 90s. <laughs> what I'm saying is this. God is always moving. Society changes. What happened when Jesus breathed his fire, his fuel on the disciples? I'll tell you what happened. They spoke in the languages of the people that were there. And they were witnessing and they were praising God in their language. And today, you know, there is different languages and God is still wanting to reach people where they're at. 
in their language. So what I'm saying is this. In our society, in our culture, God wants to reach and meet them where they're at. Not expect them to learn a new Christianese language. Not expect them to learn a new culture or a new way of life or, or a new set of regulations and rules. He wants us to meet them where they're at. And share with them that Jesus loves them. And Jesus died for them. And Jesus wants to change and save them. Naturally, supernatural. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit, I said this uh, in my message in January. I said that, that there is a realm. There is something that you can do in your natural abilities, yeah? Your talents or whatever. Uh, and you, you could do this on your own. And this is, this is, and if you do it for Jesus, that's good. But then there's another realm where you feel like God is calling you to something and it's scary. And you know that if God doesn't show up, that, that you're going to be embarrassed. It's going to fall flat on its face and you're going to look like a mug. Do you know what I mean? And that's the realm of the supernatural. When you have to say, listen, if God doesn't show up, this is all going to go Pete Tong. This is all going to go wrong. If God doesn't show up, we are going to be completely failures. When we have to rely on God like that, it's the realm of the supernatural where nothing is impossible. All things are possible. Why? Because of the fuel of Jesus Christ. Supernatural. We're called to be supernatural, not super spiritual. Let me explain myself. This is what we've done in the past. You know, we've said, right, what does a good disciple look like? Uh, this is what a good disciple looks like. And everybody has a different idea of what a good disciple of Jesus looks like, a good follower of Jesus. And so we start to legislate in our minds, right, we can't say this, we can't do this, we can't do that. Uh, and just, uh, just to speak in a normal kind of like way for you people is, uh, is uh, like 50 years ago we used to say, a good disciple of Jesus doesn't go to the cinema. Do you remember that? <laughs> Some of you might remember that if you were in the OG. A good disciple of Jesus doesn't go to the cinema. And so uh, uh, and then, you know, we start to say, actually, you know, a good disciple of Jesus can go to the cinema. As long as it's a you or a PG. Do you know what I mean? So, so we got over that. But then we said a good disciple of Jesus doesn't go to dances, doesn't listen to music. And we start to legislate what a good disciple of Jesus looks like. And we start to elevate rules above kind of like just being with Jesus. And we start to elevate ideas and laws above the Holy Spirit. And so, do you know what I mean? And, and we've, we've done this throughout kind of like, you know, throughout history. The church, sometimes we... we, we, we Make up rules of what a disciple of Jesus looks like. I want you to know this morning, I want you to be free to be the glorious you that God has called you to be. You don't have to look like me. Turn to somebody and say, Amen. <laughs> God has made you. He wants to use you. You don't have to be any way. All, I, all you have to do is be you. Stay close to Jesus. He will anoint you. He will supersize and supermax your talents and abilities with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He will take you, but stay close to Jesus. And you will naturally be more like Jesus. We don't need to legislate. And so when I was first saved, you know, it was, I was saved in a really funny time. You know, everything, you know, I was kind of, uh, uh, what's that word? Not enthusiastic. You're overzealous or whatever, you know. But I was in this kind of like uh, movement where everything, the devil was in everything. Do you know what I mean? Everything was an idol, you know. I got through all my DVDs. Well, that's evil because it's a 12. The Lord is not in the 12s, Tim. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, be he not the mark of the beast. No, Tim, it's a zit. <laughs> you know, and uh, everything. Every Sunday was freak out Sunday as well. We just used to gather and just used to like people. When I was first saved, I didn't understand the culture of church. And somebody was praying for me and trying to push me over. 
And I wasn't having any of it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. And uh, we used to do this. You know, we used to think the Holy Spirit's moving if people fall over. Because sometimes when the Holy Spirit moves, people naturally fall down. I've, I've had it before where, where, where someone's tried to push me. And the only reason I want to go down is because their breath stinks. Do you know what I mean? But then I've had it when someone's just prayed for me. The first time I received the Holy Spirit, I went down like a sack of potatoes. And I was just there and I started speaking in other tongues. And I'm like, God just knocked me out. Do you know? God just knocked me out. <laughs> and so the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we try and uh, 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 legislate or invent what it looks like. And I just want to ease the pressure this morning. And my whole message is this. Jesus is our fuel. And the key is just stay close to Jesus. Don't try and be anything or say anything or do anything. Just stay close to Jesus. Naturally, when you stay close to Jesus, when you're reading your Bible, you're praying, when you love Jesus, when you just wake up and you're aware of his presence, and when you have a heart, you say, Jesus, I, wanna, I want you to use me today. Use me to tell somebody about you or whatever. When you just live like that, you'll naturally become more like Jesus. The sin and the chaff, if you like, will be burnt away because the, the Holy Spirit is a fire. And those things that had a hold on you, those sins, those habits, they will just burn away when you stay close to Jesus. But sometimes, we, 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 like I said, we legislate and we say, you know, oh, this person ain't really a good disciple or a good Christian. No, we, we say, you know, oh, a good Christian doesn't go to the cinema or doesn't have a glass of wine at a wedding uh, to toast because alcohol is evil. And, uh, do you know what I mean? We're not getting lapped here. We're not going on the smash. We're just having a toast. So don't judge me. But this is what we do. We don't just say this is what a good disciple does. We look at other people. And if they're not conforming to what we think a good Christian looks like, we judge them. And that's a nightmare. Don't judge me by your standards. But this is what we do because you see the spirit of Jesus. Jesus doesn't judge and condemn. He doesn't tear down. Jesus' heart for his church is that we will be one. We will love each other. Do you know one of the words in Greek for the Holy Spirit is encourager? When we encourage each other, we're doing the work of God. Uh, and Jesus is full of love and grace and mercy. I always used to say this. You know, sometimes we look at each other with magnifying glasses, looking for things that are wrong. And actually, we've got it wrong because we're supposed to look in ourselves with a magnifying glass. God, what in me needs to change. But we look out with love and grace and mercy. And we want to encourage and comfort and we want to be there for each other. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the difference. And this is, what, this is my message this morning. When you are fueled by Jesus, and we need refueling, we're going to be refueled today. We want to be refueled. You need, you know, a, a, a petrol goes empty, goes full, goes empty. Nowadays, it's always empty, isn't it, you know? Price of petrol. I blame Thatcher. No, I don't. Empty full, empty full. Uh, uh, but, you know, there is a, a concept where we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be filled with Jesus every day if you want. You know, just spend time with God. Spend time in his presence. And the thing is, sometimes when we get empty, that's when we get a little bit bitter, a bit negative about church or each other. And we start to kind of like get a bit judgmental or whatever. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you just have a heart for each other. You just want to encourage each other, cheer each other on, support each other. That's our heart for the church and for the lost. We just have a passion. We want to reach people. I don't want my life just to go by and just to kind of like, you know what I mean? Just to, you know, just turn up to church on a Sunday, have a good freak out, then go home and just pretend that didn't happen. We want our life to mean something where we can reach the people that God has placed us and God has called each and every one of us. Am I talking too fast? <laughs> Thank you. 
where God has called each and every one of us in our workplaces and our, in our neighborhoods, God could use you there just to be a follower of Jesus. He's kind, he's compassionate, he's gracious. I'm believing, you know, for that fire of God to fall. I'm believing for explosion, you know. Who wants to see an explosion? Because one of the words for the Holy Spirit is dunamis, dynamite, you know. Turn the world upside down, they're creating chaos. Why? Because they just love people and they're just, they're just you know, and we are fun, normal people. We are in a cult. We don't glide around. We don't wear robes and, and all of this stuff, but we are fun, but we are full of power because we are close to Jesus and Jesus' Holy Spirit is dynamite. Dynamite. Let's set the world on fire. If you recorded me, that would be, cr- I'd be arrested, wouldn't I? Let's set Exeter on fire. If you're new here, I'm speaking metaphorically. (laughs) Really. Let's set the world on fire. You know, we we need that fire of the Holy Spirit. And uh, God is always moving. And, uh, you know, and and, and Jesus, listen, I'm never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. And like I said, physically, he sat at the right hand of the Father. We need Jesus there. What he means is he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit. And it's just like, you know, God never leaves you or forsakes you when he dwells in you by the Holy Spirit. Is that not a concept that just kind of like blows your mind? That God is with you forever. Even when you feel alone. Even when we're going through hard times, Jesus is right there. And he leads us and he guides us and he teaches us. And he directs our life. And I'm believing for this kind of like explosion and uh, I believe we're beginning to see it. You know, people are being saved and, you know, last week was such a great week. I think we counted, I think me and, me and, uh, 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 me and the gaff was, uh, uh, Adrian, <laughs> me and Aaron said, I think seven people responded to the gospel last week. Is that not amazing for you? Seven people. The team, I'd, I'd be more excited if I was you. I'd be like, yeah. Seven people, Riverside. <laughs> but this is what we this is what else what, this is what else happened Chloe took a team out in Exmouth and they went out just inviting people to church just connecting with people just being normal you know what I mean Nor- naturally supernatural these signs shall accompany them five people came to church for the first time in Exmouth because of what they did two people stayed for the whole meeting and gave and made a first time decision for Jesus that's That is amazing. This is the Holy Spirit. And we can see this stuff every day, every week, if we just stay close to Jesus and just be what we're called to be and focus on the fact that we exist for the mission of Jesus, which is to reach the world for Jesus. Uh, uh, This doesn't exist for us. This is not some holy party where we just get to freak out every Sunday and go uh, uh, and do our thing. This exists for the people that aren't yet here. This exists for the unsaved and the unchurched. And we've got a mission. You've got a part to play. We've all called. We're all chosen. I believe this with all my heart, you know. And there isn't such a thing as the professional and and those who don't. We're all professional uh, ministers of Jesus, if you like. And these signs shall accompany them. And and sometimes we we camp around... uh, uh, if there's a, a camp around, why do I keep saying that? <laughs> Sometimes if God does something amazing 
Like, uh, uh, we try and repeat and do the same thing every week, and it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> right, this happened 30 years ago. Let's do the same thing in exactly the same songs. And, but God wants to do new miracles today. I really believe, I believe with all my heart, if you pray, if you give God an opportunity to move, uh, to move in your life, if you pray for sick people, they will be healed. And it's not because of you. It's not you have the power. Do you know what I mean? It's the power of the Holy Spirit who wants to reach people. It's because Jesus loves people. The power of the Holy Spirit to, to save and change lives and turn the world upside down. It's that power which uh, uh, when you're full, when you're fueled, refueled, you kind of like have a love and a passion for Jesus, for the mission, for the church. Jesus loves his church. Don't ever let, don't get, let your emptiness uh, kind of like become bitterness and negativity about the church. Jesus adores his church, you know. His weird, wonderful, uh, uh, unique and diverse church. He loves it. But also we have a love for the lost. And uh, when we have this kind of like heart of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I believe world can change, you know. I believe that, 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 that society can change and we're ter- we are called to change and to shift, not to perpetuate, not to hide, not to kind of like shrink down and just to kind of like, let's just keep going until we die. We are called to turn the world upside down. Church, I believe it. I believe it. I believe God is still moving in Devon. We saw it last week. We're seeing it with Terry this week. We're just seeing amazing miracles. And we're already in February. People were prophesying this, weren't they? Uh, on the, who came to that New Year's Eve party? And we had a party, didn't we? Eh? We had a party. We were prophesying. Uh, and, we, and it was good things, exciting things. And we're already seeing people saved and healing and all this stuff. And we just want to keep seeing that. Holy Spirit is not like, you know, we... we, we it's, a person of the Godhead. He has a personality, you know. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's not some kind of like unseen mist or force. That's some other religion. Do you know what I mean? God, Holy Spirit has a personality. And when you have a heart to do the will of God, uh, in Acts chapter 13, it says that the apostles were praying. There was 13 leaders in that church, but Paul and Barnabas, they were praying and fasting. Why? Because they wanted to fulfill the mission of Jesus in their world. And this is what happens. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit said, set me apart. Time's up. Has it been 30 minutes? Look at all these alarms going off. We're preaching for an hour today. <laughs> and uh, the Holy Spirit kind of, uh, is a, it's got person, he said, set me apart, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I've prepared for them. The Holy Spirit has a work for us, has a, has a mission for us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, he's our encourager, he's our counsellor, he's our friend. We need him, and uh, uh, he, he uses us to encourage each other, but he also wants to encourage us. And, uh, you know, the church is the perfect model when we love each other of what God intended for mankind. When we love each other with Jesus at the center, when we're worshipping God, when we're, we're kind of like preferring one another, putting each other first. Uh, and mankind, when he tries to do it without God, you know, uh, the, in the book of Genesis, I mean, I'm going to talk fast now, and you're just going to have to listen really hard. In the book of Genesis, at Babel, they tried to kind of like become one without God, and it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? And then God scattered. The Bible says that the man was scattered. That's where languages come from. And uh, today, you know, <laughs> the EU tries to bring 
uh, the Europe together, many languages, one voice, and uh, keep dreaming, son. It's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And uh, if you've seen the Eurovisions, if you are a Remainer, watch the Eurovisions and stop moaning, please. No. I'm not. I'm not listen, I'm not, we're not here to talk about politics. Um, we should not use the pulpit for politics. But what I'm saying is this. Uh, uh, whatever you believe about Europe and man trying to be one uh, and man trying to bring utopia and peace, I will say this. This is what I do know. The only way is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The only way is when Jesus changes the heart of a man and puts his spirit in a man. The only way is when the Holy Spirit anoints us. You saw the disciples before they were anointed. They wanted to call down fire when a village didn't listen to Jesus. Jesus, call down fire and destroy. Who wants that trick? Do you know what I mean? I call down fire. God would not trust me with that trick because everything would be on fire. You know? White Hart Lane. No. (laughs) How dare you? Harry Kane, fire. But when you have the heart of Jesus, but then after the Holy Spirit, they just had a heart and they preached the gospel. Every single one of them died for the gospel, you know. Uh, They gave their life for people, for Jesus. And we model that unity that God intended. The European Union can't create it. We model it. There are many languages, many cultures, many different unique, weirdy people here today. Look at me. And we are one in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need refueling church. I'm not even halfway through my notes. Praise God. And, uh, but this is what I believe. God wants to give us fresh oil. I should have read the Bible. I've got, I have got scriptures. I've just been quoting them. If you look back, uh, if you listen in Connect Group, and uh, you'll see that I've just been kind of like quoting without quoting, if you know what I mean. But I'm going to finish with this. Acts chapter 4, if you've got your Bible. Let's read verse 24. It says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. The Greek says they cried out. They shouted with passion. They were praying. That's what an early church prayer meeting looks like. When we have prayer meeting, when we come together on Tuesday, on on that Tuesday once a month prayer meeting, I want us to raise our voices with passion, you know. And uh, we can shout if we're watching football or whatever or watching X. But we want to shout and praise and passionately cry out to God. Anyway. And it says this from verse 27. Herod and Pilate met together with the Gentiles uh, and to conspire against Jesus whom you anointed. They're praying. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Is this anybody's prayer today? Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders. After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken. Imagine. Imagine our church building shaken and Exeter's like, what's going on? There was an earthquake and the epicenter was at Riverside Christian Center. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is the result. They spoke the word of God boldly. You read the next chapters, it describes miracles and people being saved and added daily and the church multiplying in numbers because of salvation. That, by the way, is a refilling, a refueling. Because they were filled when Jesus breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit in John chapter 20. They were filled with power from on high when the fire fell on Pentecost. This is two chapters later. They needed refueling. And so my message today is, let's get refueled. Let's stay close to Jesus, walk with Jesus. Let's be naturally normal, supernatural. Let's just be people who are people that love people and are just filled with the fire of God. Let's pray. Church, thank you. Father, I thank you that you're still moving.
you know what, actually, this is what I'm going to do first. Uh, and this is something we want to do every single week. I don't know everybody who's here. Maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you've been coming a while, but you've never made that commitment to Jesus. Uh, Maybe you have, and you've been kind of like away from God. You felt far from God. You kind of like been living your own life. I want to give you an opportunity now to invite Jesus into your life. And I want to give you an opportunity to come back to Jesus. Before we get the fuel of the Holy Spirit, we need to receive the gift that Jesus gives us. Because the Holy Spirit cannot dwell with his sin. And God doesn't look at you and say, you're horrible and sinful, get away from me. God looks at you and he sent his only son to die for you so that he could fix sin and bad things in your life. So he could fix all of that. So that you could be perfect and pure forever because of what Jesus has done. Not because of what you have to do. That is amazing. That is the good news. That is absolutely incredible. So I want you to know that Jesus came and died for you. If you were the only person, he still would have come to earth and died for you. So that you wouldn't need to receive any kind of like punishment for sin. You don't need to fear death or hell or anything bad or dark. You can just have that knowledge that you're with God forever. So this is what I want to do right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm just going to say a prayer. You can just say the words in your mind. You know, just say them quietly in your heart. And if this is you, and we're going to pray now, and Jesus is going to come into your life. And I'll tell you this, not only will your life never be the same again, your eternity will never be the same again. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. Forgive me all the wrong I've done in my life, all the bad things. Every time I've turned my back on you. But I invite you into my heart right now, Jesus. I receive your gift of forgiveness. I receive the gift of salvation. I choose to trust and believe in you, Jesus. And to put my hope in you. Help me. Fuel me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Because you'll never leave me alone. I'll always be with you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, maybe you're uh, uh, coming back to God. Maybe, you know, you want to respond. We just want to see who's responding this morning so that we can pray with you after the meeting so that we can support you, be there for you. Church is a family. So if you prayed that prayer, just let me know uh, right now just by raising your hand in the air so that I can see nice and high. This could be your moment. Don't miss it. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if you're coming back to Jesus, just raise your hand for me right now. Thank you. I know that somebody's heart's beating. I'm going to give you a time. Just do it. Just be brave. And it's just a journey. You know, this isn't something magical. It's just a journey you're beginning. We just want to support you. Just raise your hand nice and high again for me so I can see nice and high. If that's you today, one more chance. I'm going to milk this because I love it when people respond to Jesus. I'll keep doing this until people respond. We'll be here all day. No. If that's you, God just wants to change your life. Just raise your hand for me nice and high. We can support you. Thank you, 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 thank you. I'm saying thank you loads. People aren't putting their hand up. I'm just saying thank you in faith. Thank you, I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else this morning? That's cool. Church, now this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to ask God to refuel us today. We're going to cry out together. 
We're going to cry out with passion and we're going to cry out from the bottom of our hearts so that we will be refueled, that this place will be shaken literally <laughs> and, 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 and uh, shaken metaphorically that Exeter will never be the same again and Devon will never be the same again. Will you pray this with me, church? Should we stand and pray this or should we just sit down and have a sleep? Let's stand and pray this. Let's raise our hands. Let's passionately cry out. Just begin to cry out now. If you hunger and thirst for more of Jesus, if you hunger and thirst for more of the Holy Spirit, if you want to be refueled today, if you want God to use you today, raise your hands nicely.